Sunday in our message theme entitled Answers, and this is something that we've been excited about. Uh, we, we gave a survey on Easter, and we asked you what were some of the top questions that you had or you'd like to have answered, and uh, we took the top four of those, and we're spending September speaking on those. Uh, Brian Larson uh, spoke last week on how to deal with difficult people. Have heard great things from that. How many of that helped you this week when you dealt with a difficult person? Don't hit your spouse on the way up, okay? That's not what we're talking about. Uh, so good. I'm, I'm just so honored that Brian was here to, to walk us through that. And uh, today, we're going to continue on. Uh, we had planned for today to be uh, me answering one of our questions entitled, How do I deal with my emotions? How do I deal with these emotions? But as I really went in prayer this week and focused on it, uh, studied for it, I got it already. I mean, I got that message already. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to shift that and move to one of our other questions. And so today, uh, man, I man... I'm always excited about speaking at the hills, but there are days like today that you can feel the wind of the Holy Spirit behind you. You can feel like God's all over it. Today, I want to answer one of our questions, how do I hear from God? How do I hear from God? All right? Everybody, I don't think that was the Lord. I think that was that door (laughs) creaking over there. Davis and I, I was driving this morning, uh, Davis, was with me, and uh, we got out of the car, and I was telling him what I was going to be speaking on, how to hear from God, and man, what do you think it's like to hear from God? Give me a little input, Davis, and we've been talking about that. We got out of the car, and as I closed the door, I hear this voice like in the trees, just in that Tennessee accent, just like, hey, come on, hand me that throw bear, hang on. And I said, yes, Lord? I said, man, God must be from Tennessee. I knew it. That's so awesome. How do I hear from God. Uh, I want to also remind you that tomorrow is our day of devotion. Tomorrow is that we're setting aside as the hills a day of devotion. In January, we do 21 days of devotion, but as we move into harvest time here at the hills, tomorrow is going to be set aside as a day of devotion, a day of prayer and fasting. For some of you, this you're, you're just hearing about this because you weren't on social media or you, or you, didn't, you missed it last Sunday. This is not a, that's not a hard deal. It's a day, setting one day aside that we're praying and then we're spending some time fasting. If you've never fasted before, I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe it's a meal. Maybe it's a certain food. Or maybe it's a day. The Jewish fast was, there were two different types of Jewish fast. There was the major fast, which was from sundown one day to sundown the next day. Or not was, it still is. And then there are what they call their minor fast, which is, I don't think any fast is ever minor. Can I get an amen from somebody? Uh, it was from sun up in the morning until sundown. So however you decide to do it, some people will fast until uh, 3 o'clock or to supper or whatever. I just want every one of us tomorrow to set some time aside. I have a lunch appointment tomorrow, and I've already let the guy know, hey, I don't want you to feel awkward because I won't be eating, okay? And he said, I won't feel awkward at all. He said, matter of fact, I may just intensify it so your fasting means more is what I might do. So I want us to take some time, time for prayer, time for fasting. And I believe that this message today is going to be prime as we begin to dive in and and talk about how do we hear from the Lord. So before we begin, I want you to write this down. There are two truths that we need to understand. 
as we begin this message today on how do I hear from God. There are two truths that we need to grasp and understand. Number one is that God speaks. First thing you need to know is that God speaks. Matter of fact, that's how he started the whole thing. The first action we see from God is, and God said, let there be light. He spoke it. That's what God does. The Bible is filled with accounts of God speaking to individuals, speaking to families, speaking to nations. You can read it so many times. God spoke with Adam in the garden. God spoke to Noah about an ark. God spoke to Moses from a burning bush. He spoke to Abraham about a promised son. Paul heard the voice of the Lord on his road, on his way to Damascus. God spoke at Jesus' baptism. The entire crowd heard what Jesus had to say. God speaks. Number one, you got to get that. If you don't get that, then there's no sense in listening to the rest of the message. God speaks. The second truth that we have to understand is that he wants us to hear him. How many of you like to talk when nobody's listening? No, we want to say something and we want people to hear. That's the whole point of speaking. God wants us to hear him. And God has communicated in so many different ways. Here's what I love about God. I love a lot of things about God. But here's one thing I love. He doesn't want to be hard to hear. He wants us to hear him. I think many of us, and the reason we have this question, how do I hear from God, is because we think that God is hiding from us. Is that God is disguising his voice so that we can't hear him. But in reality, God speaks, and the second truth is, God wants us to hear him. Hebrews chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 1 and then we'll jump to verse 2. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 says, Long ago... God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. I love this. God doesn't just pick one way to speak to us. And he doesn't just say it one time. Come on, how many of you dads have ever used that one before? I'm going to say this one time. Come on, dads. Can I hear an amen from all the daddies? You get one chance or how about this one don't you make me say it again don't don't do it or how about this one how about in your office oh you didn't get the memo we sent out a memo and we're not saying it again you got one memo you got one chance I gotta tell you if I was God I would probably do it that way y'all I said it I said it it's done it's up to y'all now but not God God spoke Many times in many different ways. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to hear him. That just fired me up when I read that this week. Many times in many different ways. Various ways. The scripture says that he spoke through angels. He used prophets. He used dreams and visions and miracles and burning bushes. He even used a donkey. If you've never read that passage, you need to read that because that will help you understand why God uses certain people to talk to you sometimes. He used a donkey. Why? Because God wants us to hear him. 
And he doesn't just pick one way, and he doesn't just say it one time. He says it over and over and over and over. I'll never forget when God began to deal with Kristen and I about planting a church, and we really didn't want to. We didn't want to plant a church. We wanted to pastor, but we didn't want to plant. And we certainly weren't going to plant a church in Nashville, Tennessee, that has more churches per capita of any city in America at that time. And we're like, oh, God, God. Literally, y'all, God just kept on and on. And finally, it felt like he literally sent Michael with a sword and put it on my nose. And Gabriel with a trumpet, go do it. And I remember at that point, I said, God, am I really that hard-headed that I'm going to have to, you're going to have to do all of, if I told y'all the stuff that happened for us to hear, anybody else feel that way? You feel a little hard-headed? But aren't you glad that God doesn't just stop after telling you one time in one way? How about anybody happy about that? That he keeps on and he keeps on. Why? Because he wants us to hear him. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son and as an inheritance and through the son, he created the universe. Not only does God say it over and over and over and over and say it in a way that hopefully we're going to hear it, but he also comes close to where we are. As I'm getting older, my hearing is leaving little by little. I used to pick at my dad for not being able to hear, and now I am my dad. And I tell Kristen, Kristen will be saying something, and I will say, you, you got to turn your head toward me. I got to see your lips moving, okay? And not in, it can't be in this ear right here. It's going to be, come on over here to this side, you know? One of the things in our house is I'll hear her say something, and she'll say it, and I'll go, yes, baby, I'm sorry, what was that? And she'll say it again in the same volume and at the same place she was in the house. How many of you older men know what I'm talking about? And I will say, same volume, still can't hear you. That goes over well. I just want you to know. That's always. It gets really romantic after that. You know what I mean? It's, guys, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I love the fact that not only does God say it in many ways and say it over and over and over again, but he leans in. He sent his son, robed in flesh, to come and speak to us. I'm going to give you eight different ways that God speaks to us. And don't let that number eight scare you because it could be about 40, okay? But we're going to go with eight. We're going to go really fast. Are you ready to roll? Number one, God speaks to us through Jesus Christ. And the word, John says, became flesh and dwelt among us. The word was with God. The word was God. But the word put on flesh and came and dwelt among us. The very word itself came and lived among us. Jesus speaks to us. His words. If you ever want to have a fun time reading the Bible, just, just go through one, one time and just read the red letters. Just go through and just read it. And it's amazing what you get just out of that. Then you go back and read it with the context to it, and it just adds so much to it. The words. He speaks to us through 
the words of Jesus Christ. God speaks to us through the life of Jesus Christ. The Bible says he is our example. Have the same mind that Jesus had. The old bracelets, what would Jesus do? He speaks to us through his life. He speaks to us through his example. Everything with God, everything with God begins on that relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen to me. So if you are asking, I want to hear from God, let me tell you the best way to do that. Get closer to Jesus. Develop a significant, intimate, close, loving, passionate relationship with Jesus. I don't want this to sound condemning or convicting, maybe a little convicting, but how many of you have ever said, God, I just want to know what you're wanting to say to me and yet have spent so little time really at the feet of Jesus that week? So let's start there. Everybody say, start right there. Secondly, God speaks to us through his word. It's amazing how many times we ask God for a word and we have his word sitting on our shelf, laying on our desk or in our pocket. Right here on our phone. Right here. God, I just got to have a word for you. Already done, baby. Right here. Right? Just get in that thing, man. You're going to find so much. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. When we talk about the scriptures, I think many times we can look at this as what it is, and that's just ink on paper. And there's times it can look like every other book. It just it's a it's ink and it's on paper and it can become laborious to read. And you gotta have a reading plan and you gotta we talk about discipline to read the word and it starts feeling like every other book. But this is not just words that were written thousands of years ago that are stuck on a page. It is God breathed. You know when I talk, when I now I'm speaking to you, guess what's coming out of my mouth besides words? Breath. God breathed. And God breathed into Adam the breath of God. And he spoke to the prophet. He said, speak to these dry bones and pray the, the breath of the Lord to come upon them. We sang it just a moment ago, Kelly. We talked about it. We sang it. We're talking about these dry bones are going to live. If you want life in your life, get the breath of God on it. And in the morning when you wake up and, and you're going to spend some time in prayer and fasting, when you open up that word, I want you just, just for tomorrow, I want you to hear it like this when you open. Just hear this. And just get ready for it. The breath of God. It's the bread of life. You can't survive without bread and water and breath. It's all right here. I want a word from God. Get into His word. It's God's words. It's His voice. It's His breath. Hebrews chapter 4 and 12 says this. For the word of God is alive and active. Again, it's not just words. It's alive. It's active. That scripture goes on to say that it works like a surgeon. It does surgery. It does work. It divides things and separates stuff. The word of God is alive and active. How many of you have ever read a scripture 
And then later on that day, something happens and you see the application of it. Raise your hand. All right, let me give you another. How many of you ever read a scripture and it just stands out to you and later on that week or that day, somebody else brings it up or I speak on it or some, raise your hand if that's you. You know what that is? That's alive and active. It's alive. It's living. It's breathing. It's do. So when you and I take this word, something begins to happen in us. It is the word of God. And God said... And when he said it, there was. You have to believe the same thing is going to happen when you begin to read the Bible. Secondly, God speaks through preaching and through teaching. Come on now. Y'all should have been a big amen right there. (laughs) Romans 10 and 14. My daddy always quoted this scripture. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news or bring the gospel. God speaks to us through the preaching of the word, through the teaching of the word. That's why I don't ever take it for granted. Kristen can tell you, I spend the majority of my week in study for this day. There are times that I have to, I can't take lunches or I can't take coffees because I will not, I will not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Compromise my time getting ready for this moment because it's not just a speech. I don't give a talk. It's a message. It's something God is wanting to say. Many times I hear people say, man, I don't know if that was anybody else. That was for me. Okay, whether it's me or not, how many have ever heard a preacher and you got, that, that dude just studied for me. That whole, he could have just said, I'm going to preach today. The title of my subject is a message to John Ragsdale. How does that happen? There is no way with all of your different varying backgrounds and situations that I could ever study enough or pray enough to let that happen. No. That is how God speaks to us. That's why I pray every single week, God, I want you to take what you're giving me. I want you to prepare their heart, get them ready. I want you to speak through what I am saying. God uses pastors. God uses teachers to meet the needs of people who are listening. That's why I want to encourage you to be at church. Be at church. Be there as much, be here as much as you can. Because here's the other thing. God is speaking to us as a body. God's leading us somewhere. He's leading us as a flock somewhere. And if you miss several Sundays, you miss a whole chunk of it. So I want to encourage you, if you're not able to be here, get online, listen to the podcast, so we can, you can stay right with what God is doing. God speaks through preaching and teaching. Second, Next, God speaks through dreams and visions. Job 33 and 14. For God speaks again... And again, there it is again. He doesn't just say it one time. God speaks again and again, through, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions in the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. I would encourage you, especially in a season like we're in right now, to get ready for God to speak to you through dreams and visions. Our boys attend a, a great school. And uh, several, just a few days ago, uh, the principal... Uh, said he had three different people come up to him on a morning and say, I had a vision 
of this thing happening. And what they saw was students gathering on a lawn and singing. Well, the students did that. On Monday, when is it, Tuesday, Wednesday? They loaded up 400 kids, high school kids, in, a, in 10 buses and took them to, we prayed for Ben Ellis just a moment ago, took him to his lawn, and he's in his bedroom. They open the window. He looks out to 400 students singing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Somebody videos it. It goes viral. Last night, Tim McGraw reposted it. I mean, it's incredible what God is doing. Why? Because three different people had visions and saw something. Listen to me. My daddy always taught me, interpret a dream as a dream. If it's a dream, then you take it. Well, that was a dream. But then there are times that you know there's something on that dream, right? There's something on it. It's, the colors are more vivid. There's something about it. Keep your journals handy. Write that down. And you don't have to follow after that dream. What you do is, God, if that was a dream from you, now I'm going to pray, and you're going to lead and guide my steps toward that. God speaks through dreams and visions. God speaks through our surroundings. Many times, God, I want a word from you, and he's like, I am speaking to you right here, right now, right where you are. In your jobs, in your homes, in your families, God can speak to you right there. He will use one of your children to tell you something. He may use a boss to tell you something. You may not like what the boss says, but he could... God uses what is around us. He did this all the time. He was always using things that were around, uh, around his people throughout the Bible. Creation and nature. Look at this. Psalms 19 and 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day. There it is again, again and again. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. I want you to write this down. Listen for him where you are. You do not have to make a pilgrimage to some other place. Just start right where you are. Open up your eyes. Open up your mind. Open up your heart for God to use your surrounding to speak to you. God also speaks through situations. Can I hear an amen on that one? How many ever had a blessing in your life, and when it happens, you say this, that had to be God, right? How many ever had that happen? Well, that one right there, that had to be God. God uses those moments to speak clearly to us, for us to hear from Him a message. But God also uses not just the good stuff, He uses the bad stuff. The Bible says that He spoke to Pharaoh through the plagues. You are going to hear me. I know you wouldn't listen to my servant, but I'm going to send the and plague after plague after plague after plague until finally Pharaoh got it and understood what God was saying. Sometimes we fuss about the bad times in our life, but many times that is where you will hear God's voice the most. That bad news, that pink slip, that rejection. That person walking out. That situation that you don't understand. Think about even 9-11. As tragic and terrible as that was. What you saw our country do following 
those next few days, those next few weeks. Think about even now the stories that you hear. Watching the news this week, all the specials that went on of, of people talking about that had to be an angel, that people talking about what they learned from this situation. Even the most traumatic, tragic circumstances, you can hear God's voice. And I don't know about you, but I'm hard-headed enough. Sometimes it takes a good kick in the head for me to stop and listen to him. Psalms 119, I love what David said. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. You are good. What you do is good. Teach me your decrees. In the middle of tough situations, listen for him. And then when you hear him, that's when you begin to say, this is bad, but you are good. And what you do is good. That's going to help you from going, instead of being bitter, you're going to get better. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good preaching right there. Come on, tell him. Say, that's going to help you on Thursday. Here's one that we're not accustomed to, especially in our generation. God speaks in the quiet. We got so much going on. We're inundated with it. The other, yesterday, when the, when the cold front started coming through, and the rain started coming through. Our power started flickering. And we had a football game on, you know. And we were all on our iPads and iPhones. Power flickered in our whole family. Like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to have to sit and talk to each other. What if it's quiet? You just seen our team this morning when we couldn't get the audio working, like the pre-music, you know. There were people scrambling everywhere. You can't be quiet. You got to be good music going, you know. We get, we're all this, this thing going on and on. The Bible tells a great story in uh, 1 Kings chapter 19 that uh, the prophet was saying, God, I can't hear from you. Everybody has forsaken me. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the Lord sends him to a cave. He's in the cave. And listen to this, verse 11 of 1 Kings 19. And the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by you. How many of you would love to hear God say that to you? Come on, don't you go stand at the mouth, get out of your cave, stand out at the mouth of it. I'm about to pass. Boy, I would preach that right now uh, if I was a preacher. <laughs> stand at the mouth of your cave. God's going to pass by. And the Bible says that a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart. And shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. Come on, how many of you, you think of God showing up? That's what you think about. Storms and wind and fire. And then, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Could it be that we're so inundated with stuff and technology that we're waiting on some great, big, massive move of God that just wrecks everything. And God is really wanting to speak to us in a still, small voice. God speaks in many ways. God speaks many times. But honestly, I think His favorite way to speak is in a still, small voice. And I love that. The almighty, omnipotent, all-powerful God would speak like you know loud people have something to prove. I'm just raising my hand about me right now. I'm just telling y'all. 
Don't you know, Gwen? Me and you right here, baby. What if that's how creation happened? I've never thought of it that way. I always think, and God said, let there be. What if it was just, let there be light. God wants to speak to us. But before we can hear him in that still, small voice, we've got to be willing to let the quiet happen. We've got to get some time alone. You've got to find your spot, find your space. How many have that spot that you just go and listen to the Lord? You know, I, I, you've heard me say many times, I was raised Pentecostal, and we would make fun of quiet time, you know, because I had Baptist friends that say, I'm going to have my quiet time. There ain't no quiet time, man. you got to get in there. you got to go in it. But now I've learned that sometimes I was so busy talking to God that I had no time to listen to Him. And there are times that you need to go at it. There are times you need to call it out. You need to speak it out. But there are also times that you need to find you a place, be still, be quiet, and listen to the Lord. Kristen's got a couple of places in our house. She has her her little nook there in our kitchen. But boy, when it's really time for her to listen, she's in our closet. And if I can't find her, I know that's where she is. And many times I'll just walk in there and peek at her and she'll be laid on her face, have her Bible out in front of her and just that quiet time with the Lord. Mine's in my office. I get in that spot. Little, the chair that was my brother's chair that the, the church gave me, re, redid. My little leather chair, I go and I sit in that, turn the lights down dim, put on me some worship music, light me some candles, and I just listen to what God has to say. If you're not doing that, I'll encourage you to do that. But I don't have time. Make time. Get up earlier. Go to bed a little later. What you got to do, have that time. God speaks through quiet. And lastly, God speaks through impressions from the Holy Spirit. I love that. Those impressions of the Holy Spirit. That nudge. You know what I'm talking about? It may not be an audible thing, but the Bible says in John 16, 13, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. You know how he does it? He does it through, first of all, I always say he speaks through your emotions. You feel that, that thing come on you. You feel sad. You feel happy. You feel joy. You feel, you know what I'm talking about? You feel that? And many times we'll think that's something else when in reality that's the Holy Spirit. That he's speaking to you. He's giving you direction. You know that, you know what I'm talking about? That good old gut feeling. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Just that peace, you just get it. You're just like, yep, yeah. That's it, right there. How do you know? I, I just know. I got me a witness inside that said, that ain't what you need to do right now. That's what you do. That's how God speaks to us. If you don't know how, how that happens, I want you need to start practicing that. Practice that. Get, in, get into that thing where you start hearing him speak to you through your emotions. And then through your mind, he just drops a thought. It just comes out of nowhere. The gifts of the Spirit, one of those are the word of knowledge. Word, word of wisdom, where you just know it. How did you know that? I, I don't know. I just know it. We call it mama's intuition. And I think there's something to that. But I also think that mamas are just a little bit more aware when the Holy Spirit is speaking. It's just that thing on us. God speaks to us that way. God is speaking. God wants us to hear Him. It's our job to listen and obey. So there's actually four truths we got to grasp. God is speaking. God wants us to hear. 
And then the other side of that, it's our job once he speaks and once we hear him that we're listening and that we're willing to obey. Listening means this, we're going to have to tune into some of these ways. Relationship with Jesus, more time in his word, devoted to the preaching and teaching, dreams and visions, our surroundings, our situations, getting alone with him, quiet, listening to those impressions of the Holy Spirit. One way we're going to do that is we're going to have to turn out the distractions. We have to tune some of those things out. That's what tomorrow's about, our day of fasting and prayer. You want to tune some distractions out and start listening to what God has to say? Devote some time to prayer and devote some time to fasting. You will never hear God more clearly than when you're not eating. Many of you have heard, heard me talk about this. I fasted. We've, we fasted. We believe in fasting. I've been on a couple of 40-day fasts. I've fasted 21 days before. Fasted. Uh, Jody Hines is here. Jody has been on 40-day fast, extended fast. We're, we, we believe in that. Why? Because the times that I've heard God speak to me most clearly was when I was taking time away from what I wanted and I was listening to Him. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go on a long extended fast unless God is truly speaking to you. And if he is, then you need to confirm that with your pastors, with your leaders, and confirm that with a doctor too. You know what I'm saying? Don't just run off and do something all cray-cray, okay? But start with a meal. Start with a thing. Start with a day. Watch God speak clearly to us. Luke chapter 11 and 28 says we're blessed when we hear the word of God and obey it. Now many of us are asking, how do I hear from God? But I don't know if we understand what that means. Once you hear it, then you've got to obey it. I want a word from you. I don't know if you really do, son. It's like the dog chasing the car. What you going to do when you catch it, you know? When you find that word from God, what happens then? Then it's our job to obey it. James says this, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Don't just listen, do it. Verse 25, he says, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you. You notice both of those scriptures I just quoted? Jesus said, if you hear it and obey it, you'll be blessed. James says, if you hear it and obey it, you'll be blessed. Deuteronomy 28 says this, if you listen obediently to the voice of your God and you heartily obey it. How many of you know there's a difference in okay and heartily obeying it? He said, if you do this, I love this. He said, God will place you on high, high above the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you. Because you have responded to the voice of God. And then he goes down this list. You're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed on your children, your your land, your livestock, your herd, your flocks, your basket, and your bread bowl. You're going to be blessed coming in. You're going to be blessed going out. Verse 11 says, God will lavish you with good things. I don't know about you, but I like that one. He said, I'm going to lavish you with good things. When you and I hear God's voice and obey his voice, blessings come. And, of course, the reverse of that is he goes on to say, 
if you don't obey it, then you will be cursed. And we don't like talking about that in our day and time. But it is the way it is. If you hear God's voice, but we don't obey it, there's, and he goes down the list. You're going to be blessed in the city if you do. You're going to be cursed in the city. I believe there are many of us that have things in our life, and we're wondering why we can't get over it or why we just can't move on. It's a curse on your life that you've placed on yourself, that I've placed on myself because I'm not obedient. One reason some of us can't move on is because we haven't been obedient to the last thing that God spoke to us. I need a word from you. No, I've already given you one and you haven't even done that one. Start there. Get that. Be faithful over that. God, I want blessings. You don't even have your finances in order. Why would I bless you with more? God, I want to see see influence. You can't even have influence with your family. Why would I? Does that make sense? Let's start where we are with what God's spoken to us and then watch God begin to bless. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, the last passage today, He said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you're going to be like a man who built his house upon a rock. And when the winds came and the storms came and the earthquakes came and the floods came, it stood. But if you don't, no matter how beautiful of a house you have, it's like you're building it on sand. These words of mine, If you don't hear them, and then if you hear them but you don't obey them, it's like taking a million-dollar home and building it on the beach right where the tides come in. I don't know about you, but I want to hear him. I want him to speak to me. I want to open up my heart. I want to open up my mind. I believe this is so fitting. Monday, Kristen, last, last week, Sunday night, Chris and I spent some time in prayer. We both felt it from different parts of the house. We came together like, we need to spend some time in prayer today. And Sunday night is kind of our night. All right, we're just hanging out now. We're just going to relax. We're going to, let's. But it was this moment we could feel it. God was doing something. Woke up Monday, the same thing. After Davis went to school, we, it was time for us to focus and, and pray. And I sent this text message. I actually copied it. And I wanted you to see it today. I sent this text message to several of our leaders, and it said this. During our time of prayer this morning, Chris and I both felt that there's something special about this next week. We believe this is a time of divine alignment. God is putting things and people into proper order. We ask that you help us pray and stay spiritually aware over the next couple of weeks, especially with ears and eyes open to what God is doing around you and in you. I want to say the same thing to you this morning. As our church family, I want to encourage you over the next week or two. We always want to be open and sensitive. But I do believe that there are seasons that God is really beginning to speak to us. And I want to encourage us as a church family. Tomorrow, let's start it off with a a day of devotion, of prayer and fasting. Let's lean in. Let's listen. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you, number one, to expect God to speak to you. Secondly, I want you to expect to hear what He has to say. Thirdly, I want you to plan on obeying what you hear. And number four, I want you to be on the lookout for the blessings to come. Expect Him to speak. Expect to hear Him. Plan on obeying and open your eyes for the blessings that are coming your way. Come on, how many of you received this word this morning? Come on, do you receive it today?